Hello, and welcome back to On This Day in History, a Marion County Library System podcast. On this podcast, we cover special events significant to Marion County. In honor of Women's History Month, we have invited special guest Tammy Irwin, the Marion County Victims Advocate. Hi, Holly. I'm so excited to be here about this. We're excited to have you. And um, for the, our listeners that aren't familiar with you, can you tell us a little bit about your position in the county and what you do? I work for the Marion County Sheriff's Office. I've been with them four years now. Um, I have the therapy dog cage. I'm a victim advocate, um, and I do a lot of our public relations as well. And Cage is not here today. Cage is not here today because I was afraid that he may not cooperate with the quiet. <laughs> we were kind of hopeful. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, bring the dog. Please bring the dog. That way he can sniff my shoes. He loves to smell my shoes. He loves feet. He just wants to get to your toes. Oh, is that okay? So what story are you going to share with us today? So a lot of people don't realize that Marion, here in Marion County, we had the very first ever female sheriff in the state of South Carolina, and it has taken us 82 years to finally elect our first female sheriff, which Charleston County just did in 2020, um, but our own Sheriff May Gasly was the first. How did she become? So, in September of 1934, her husband, who was a meat cutter by trade, E. Clark Gasly, was elected sheriff. And about eight months into his term, he was killed tragically in a car accident responding to a call in Mullins. And the governor at the time was Olin D. Johnston. And he appointed her to complete his term as sheriff. So, for about 16 months... Miss May was the sheriff of Marion County. Oh, wow. That is an amazing story. So we blazed trails back. We did. I mean, that was 1935. And like I just said, it was, it's until now that we've elected our very Absolutely. first family was a trailblazer. Not only was she the first sheriff, but she was also, um, when she finished her term as sheriff, she served as the Marion County Treasurer, which it was an elected position then, for almost 30 years. Yeah. So she was definitely a servant to the county her entire life. So 85 years ago, basically, yeah. Um, yeah. we had her. Um, did anything eventful happen that you have record of while she was sheriff? Well, not only, you know, because we're talking about women's history and, and Miss May being a woman, she had five kids. Oh, goodness. She, oh. Uh, she was 18 when she married E. Clark. And um, so they had five children. Four were 18 and up. But then they had what I call a late-in-life baby, mm-hmm. Anne. Uh, she was born um, to them late in life. And so she was their baby. So she, you know, not only was she sheriff, but she had a baby at home. And um, I wonder if she still um, did the butcher shop also. Butcher shop also. That was... Uh, Clark's father's uh, oh, market. Okay. He okay. worked for his dad then. Uh, so she was, you know, a homemaker and whatnot until she was appointed sheriff. Now, she had gone to college at Old Elm in North Carolina. Oh, okay. um, but then she moved back to Marion and married uh, Clark in 1911. Okay, so at 18 and 1911. Mm-hmm. She, she was 18 years old in so, 1911. They got married in February. So if I do the math right, that was 24 years later that she became sheriff. So she was still... Dare I say, relatively young. Yes. Yes, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. in my mind. Um, yeah. 
And, you know, as far as her terms in Sheriff, she, her claim to fame at the end of the story was that she never put handcuffs on a man. And she did, does tell a story in a 1959 article that we have. Uh, she was interviewed, and she said she went. There was a man that had been wanted, and he had refused to, refused to turn himself in as a gentleman. So she grabbed her hat and went to his house, knocked on the door. His wife came to the door, and um, she said, You're going in with me today, and you've had ample opportunity to turn yourself in, and I'm hauling you in. And his wife says, You've got to be kidding. And she says no. And the man, of course, especially this time, even even now, it's like men were like, "You're not going to haul me in, mm-hmm. uh, not a woman." Yeah. So um, he said, "Sheriff," he said, "I promise, if you'll give me till high noon today, I will turn myself in." And she said, at five minutes to twelve, he walked in, and she said she was so happy she could have cried. Because she knew that if he hadn't, she'd have had to have gone after him. him. And she didn't want to do that. Yeah. Um, so she, she finished out her 16 months with uh, never having to put handcuffs on anyone. Uh, there's a great article uh, the local newspaper carried on her where her and her uh, eldest, daughter, uh, eldest daughter, Maxine, went out on a, a steel raid. Of course, a lot of moonshine back then. Um, she We have a telegram where, or excuse me, a certificate where she confiscated a vehicle because they were hauling untaxed corn liquor. Okay. So, um, but she would raid stills, and the men, the two deputies that were with her, said she handled it like a pro. Okay, so she, even in 1935, 1936, she had the respect of her um, deputies. She did, and even, you know, as the years went on and she was no longer sheriff, they still spoke really highly of her. Um, in the way she carried herself. She was a very respectful lady. She said that a lot of the the men behaved better when she was sheriff because they were they didn't want to be embarrassed being hauled in by a female sheriff, so they were kind of a little bit better mm-hmm. uh, behaved. And one of the other things she talked about in that 1959 interview was that all the, she said all the wives in Marion County had her number. And they would confide in her about all the dirty deeds of their own husbands. And she said she had many informants that every, she believed every wife in Marion County confided in her. She said she knew things she never wanted to know about people. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's not usually what you would use the sheriff for, right? No. And that's, that was one of the things she said. She said, I guarantee you those same conversations would not have happened had the sheriff been male. Absolutely not. And she's right because I mean, you know, the females would not have gone to a male sheriff to say, "Hey, this guy's doing this, and my husband's doing that, and, and whatnot." So, she said uh, it was very interesting how all the women in the county confided in her. So they were all unpaid confidential informants. Absolutely, <laughs> she had them lined up. She said, "All those years of MIP really finally paid off." She. Didn't um, run again, or did she run again for sure? You know, and I, I kind of hate to say this, but she did say, and it was a direct quote from her, that she did not believe the office of sheriff should be held by a female. She oh. said she said that was not ladies' work. Um, and I think she felt at a disadvantage, even though she was respected. I don't know that every uh, woman would have been respected, especially in that time. Mm-hmm. So you're um, at the height of the Great Depression. Uh, it, it just, you know, you've got all the, the liquor stills mm-hmm. and the untaxed. Prohibition. Yeah, you've got all that stuff going on. Um, 
and gender roles were very different than they are now. Absolutely. And so, when she left office, that was her that was her final thought on it was that it was not a job for a woman. Interesting. That is interesting. Um, I'm so glad that she, even believing that, she still took it on at least for still took it on at least for. 16 months. months. That's a long time, really. It is. um, And, you know, the way that whole process started was that the men, the community leaders here in Marion, actually wrote to the governor and said, we believe this is the right decision. They Basically, they nominated her. And so the governor agreed with them and uh, sent out a declaration. What did wow. she, yeah, so she was the treasurer afterwards. In 1938, she was elected the treasurer, and she was the Mar- Marion County treasurer until 1967. Wow! So, so she was elected treasurer for the, and served almost 30 years as treasurer after she was the sheriff. Amazing. What an amazing lady. Yeah, absolutely, and barely weighed 100 pounds. And most people don't even realize this is, this is not a, a really well-known part of our history, is it? It is not, and I really hope to change that. I, You know, I would love to see every school-age kid, every school-age kid in Marion County know who Sheriff Magum Gasquee was. That would be awesome. It is. Uh, she and Sheriff Clark are buried at Rose Hill Cemetery, and um, so they're still here uh, in the county, and it's just a huge piece of history for every little girl to know. Are there descendants to her? You don't know that. I would assume so, but I personally do not know them. Um, And the youngest child, like I said, when she became sheriff, the four oldest were 18 and older. So they were gone. Right, they were gone. And um, Anne, I think I figured it would have been about four, but Anne died suddenly at the age of nine. Um, She had diphtheria. She was sick for about a week and, and died. So... I would assume that those elder children have passed on as well. So I'm sure there are descendants. There's lots of Gasquies in uh, Absolutely, the county, yes. but, um, um, I just don't Mullins know. Mullins had a firefighter, a fire chief that was Gasquie. Oh, um, I, I started digging, and I tried to find out how you go from being a meat cutter to wanting to run for sheriff. Uh, yes. But yeah. one of the articles I found, and it, I take that back, it may have been his obituary, obituary, but he served several terms as coroner, while a meat cutter before he ran for sheriff, so he was in service, you know, service to the county as a meat cutter before. He, excuse me, as coroner <laughs> and meat cutter, uh, nothing intended there no. before he ran for sheriff. Well, and coroner is always is it's it's an elected official, so yeah, yeah. Um, I'm assuming she's a personal hero of yours. She, she is. She yes. is. You know you. You want to grow old to be that little gray-haired Spitfire lady, um, and I just picture her kicking over stills, yeah, in her boots confiscating cars, yeah. And one of the other great things about her that she she kind of claimed um, in the end, a gun. She didn't feel like it was ladylike. Oh my gosh! Wow. Didn't carry a gun. Had a four-year-old at home. Was a widow. We didn't yeah. totally discount that that she was going through her own personal trauma at the time, and still served sixteen months, and then went on to serve our great county for thirty years after that. Yes. Amazing. It is amazing. I mean, I, I don't even know if I, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing this story with us in our community, Tammy. Thank you. Hopefully, we can get the word out, and everybody will know about Sheriff May. <laughs> thank you for joining us for this episode of On This Day in History. 
and a special thank you to Tammy Irwin for sharing this story with us. Photos of Sheriff May, provided by Tammy, will be available on the library's website, MarionCountyLibrary.org. On This Day in History, we'll be back on March 11th for an all-new two-part episode about the 1958 bombing of Mars Bluff, South Carolina. If there isn't a local event that you would like to hear featured on the podcast, or if you would like to share an interesting story with our listeners, please reach out through the library's Facebook page or by calling 843-423-8300.